speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. Hi. Um, Hello. Welcome to Roxy Fever. Is anybody home? Uh, Jackson here. And you Elliot. guys are here too. Yep. Yep. And Elliot. Yep. And me. And you. Um, we, uh, well, one of us at least just uh, just finished watching the Habs game, the Canucks Habs game. Uh, Elliot, did you catch any of that? Um. I watched exactly 10 seconds and I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Well, so we're, we're, uh, we're looking at about um, 15 minutes and 10 seconds worth of uh, game watched between the three of us, which I think is pretty good. Um, but uh, Vias, you didn't watch the game at all. Right. I just got home. I went on a Mac run, which is how yep. my Texas speech said it to Elliot. Sure. I wonder if Elliot thinks I went to McDonald's, not mountain equipment co-op. Um, I yeah. was wondering what you meant, and I was just like, "Did his computer break?" Or <laughs> yeah, so I delayed it. So Did yeah, I've been on convenience store. Oh, that would have been a good one, but I think all the Macs are what is it? Targets? There's some red thing now. You know what, what I'm talking about? No, they're they're not they're not Macs anymore. I think no, you're, they, got, you're right. they got bought. They got bought out by some other company. But we're all gonna call it Mac still. Or we're gonna call it call it Kushtard still. Ah, yes. okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh anyways, I missed the whole game. I haven't been near technology for about eight hours. I've been mm. on on the run visiting my visiting my uh my members at my work sites, checking in, making sure the employers know that we're keeping an eye on them. You That's know? good. Yeah. 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 One day I'll, one day maybe I'll visit yours. No, I probably won't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't watch the game. I had no idea until 30 seconds ago that there was a game tonight. So could you tell me the box score and I might try to figure out what people are mad at? Tell you the box score or just uh, tell you uh, the score? Well, you already told me the score. Uh, I, I told you like the score. Five, it's 5-2, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was 5-2. Okay. The Canucks lost 5-2. Okay. Um, Actually, can you tell me the secret? Yeah, yeah. T tell me like in the order of the goals. Okay. Uh, okay, I can do this. Just that, give me that's what I meant by that's what I meant by. I'm box. gonna pull it up. Yeah, I'll. Uh, uh, quick, I'll... bad thing. Shout out to Grania for the. I uh, can't believe the Canucks would sink to this level. Ah, uh, yes. I love what she does. <laughs> Just got it. Those are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's very good at those. She doesn't watch the team. She just checks in every couple of days and tells us that the Ducks are doing something embarrassing in a bilingual mm -hmm. pond. It's great. The That's 0 7 good. one was the best one. One of the best ones she's ever done. Very, very good. Yes. Um, sorry. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. I uh, The good. NHL website is unusable. So I have to. Literally, I've been going to NHL.com for 
this exact thing to look at the score of the game since uh like 2014 or 2015 really like like almost every like any night that i miss the game i this is what i do and every single time still i can't figure out how to use their fucking website that's how bad it is the only time I the remember hilarious hearing, thing is yeah. that when we were watching the uh, Minnesota Wild game, there were ads on that feed for the NHL's website. That is amazing. Imagine so advertising good. for the existence of a website. Like, truly it's a different very, time. Very Rob Lowe wearing that hat. Um, By the way, to get to true NHL 500, like as in like uh, not – fake 500 where you count all the loser points right yeah mm-hmm. um the canucks have to win 10 games now <laughs> they have to win 10 games i heard that they're like two points out at, before yeah. this game they're two that's points how out stupid of a wild card. that's how stupid the nhl is well, but how, yeah how does how do they're 10 games behind what or behind 10, 500 b- so behind true 500 they're four they're seven two. and three yeah. Has a 500 team? No, that's impossible. Never mind. And I was so going to ask if a 500 team has ever won the cup, but like you kind of can't. Uh, can you lose 16 games and win 16 games in a playoffs? No, you can't. <laughs> you not not in that sense. Yeah. Okay. So well, you, okay, you I got like it now. Before the playoffs, since like yeah, no, no, no. pretty easily. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold up. Uh. Yeah, accept all cookies. Fine. Jesus. Now I just have to find the fuck. I feel like I'm 70 years old. Accept all cookies. <laughs> John Tortorello doesn't like it when you steal my cookies. <laughs> uh, fuck. What was the last time? I had some impression about Tortorello recently. No, I, I, I remember I had that one that my mom got mad at me about. Yeah, that was um, good. That was good. Fuck me. Okay, like here did, we go. Jesus Christ. More recently of this. What are we this doing? This website right now? sucks you're, so you're much. You're looking ass. for the score. I'm right finally now? no. I finally have the game sheet pulled up that has the sequence of events, <laughs> like all the goals in the order they happened in. They should right? add errors to the box score, just just for the Canucks. That would be funny. Yeah, I have the game sheet pulled up now. There you go, Justin. Easy cut. Um, more like the game's shit. Yeah, you're not wrong. No. So, that's my that's my first prediction. Okay, here we go. Oh, first period. And this is so, going to be so great for all the people who like four games have happened since this game, and everyone knows what happened. And hey, you're just gonna, you're just gonna spend so much stuff happened. There was a trade. There was another scandal, and and it's just like here so today everybody... we're doing a deep dive on the Jackson Nika trade. Why don't you? Uh, <laughs> why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you listen to uh, Vias guess what happened in this game from a week <laughs> in, ago? In a game from it's not. Great. It's not up to us when the when the episodes come out. It's true. It's not. Okay. So, at uh, okay, fifty five seconds into the first period. Oh God. We have, I bet we uh, scored. We have a we... Nick Suzuki goal. Oh, fuck. His ninth of the season, assisted by Jonathan Drouin and Cole Caulfield, his seventh Young. assist of the season. Nice to know Drouin's back. I, I forgot Drouin was back. Yeah, he's around. You yeah. know, yeah. He, it's his third assist of the season. I think he's he's settling in as a like, I think his what he is is like a, 
a third line like scorer basically like a, like there, a middle it, six player basically thunder thunder uh speed question sergachev good right like great. sergachev very good yes that trade they won man. that trade yeah holy yeah anyways uh right. then then at 847 of the first we have uh wi-fi arbor oh shikai 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 george shikai yeah uh, assisted by uh, Sean Mount Monahan, who I definitely forgot oh. uh, played for uh, for the for the Habs. I'm excited, actually excited to talk about the Habs more in a second. But um, and then uh, at 12:23 of the first period, we have Kirby Doc, his third goal of the season, unassisted. Uh, then in period two, oh, uh, 13 minutes in, we have Mike Hoffman, fourth goal of the season. Assisted by some guy named Kovacevic, Kovacevic. They got even more some guys in last Kovacevic year. or two years I don't know. ago. Probably and Kovacevic I, or and some and Dvorak, who is that Christian Dvorak? Does he play for the yeah Canadians I think now? So. Yeah, let's check that. Um, I've been doing yep. a thing where I hit random be. on. There can't Tim be any other Dvoraks around. Not anymore. Yeah, Roddick Dvorak isn't around anymore, right? No, right. yeah, now, now, now they have they only they only let in uh, moderate Dvorak these days. <laughs> God damn it! Okay. Also, shout out to uh, Grania again for uh, the uh, why do they call it an organ and not a Christian Dvorak. <laughs> God damn it! Or what do they call an organ keyboard? Sorry, I fucked yeah. up the post. No, oh. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I liked the one where, where uh, the, you know the the like, um, uh, I think it was the the Winnie the Pooh meme, right? I, uh, you know the Winnie the yeah, Pooh meme, yeah, with yeah, the fancy yeah, yeah. Winnie the Pooh meme, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I regular, think it was that. And fancy. Where yeah. it was, it was, um, uh, it was uh, the regular Winnie the Pooh says holy water, and oh, then yeah. the fancy Winnie the Pooh is the uh, player card for Christian juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh anyways. Uh yeah, okay. Third period. We've got hmm. uh uh 445 into the third. Luke Shen's first goal of the season, wow. assisted by Brock Besser. Future captain Luke Shen. I'm so glad to see it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh and then just a few minutes later, 857, we have Niels Hoaglander with his first of the season, assisted by Pedersen and Hughes. Oh who both that was both uh both of them their 12th assist of the season so those guys are playing well and then we got uh uh 1502 of the third uh last goal of the game we got kirby doc scoring again sorry who scored Suzuki. the who scored the canuck second goal Niels hoaglander oh right right yeah, sorry. yeah. i kept thinking of oh, niles Orbat would have scored as uh boudreau calls him <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know enough razor lines like i really <laughs> yeah. like but there, there's there's something there's something there. Yeah. He's a short king, Niles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have to work we'll we'll workshop that for a later episode. Um, because that that is Niles Hoaglander <laughs> is a is a potential. There's there's a potential for that, I think. <laughs> I'm looking at best best quotes now. God damn it. <laughs> hey, no, you can't look up best quotes because I'm looking at Mitch Hedberg jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah. So guess I, I guess you were gonna say you're gonna guess what the, the storyline of this game is or what people are mad about. I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> See, I was gonna say that my guess is that everybody's mad about JT Miller because he's not on the score sheet, 
But then again, when he scores like four points, I'm really mad. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll put that one down. Um, People probably talked about Horvat not scoring. There's probably discourse about Hoaglander deserves his spot, which is going to stupidly turn into put Colson not getting to play, I'm going to guess. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see. Well, Colson uh, did have a really dumb penalty in the last game. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I was expecting it to, to be that they let in like four goals in the third period or something. There's not really there's not really much you can say. This is just they got blown out of well on, on the road. You did the say the thing about mm-hmm. uh about Miller. Um and uh he got moved back to center again. Oh no. And uh has and, he ever been he's never really he's never no ever he was good last center, right? year at center. Right. But uh in tonight's game he was he went goose eggs uh and was minus one. No, and had, no, Mikhail Gusev plays on another team. Yeah, and uh, he had What's two shots on goal. Brock Nikita. Besser had five Nikita. shots on goal. Poor guy. He's never going to score again. A, a poor fucking bastard, man. I feel so bad for him. Oh, God. I don't even want him to go to Minnesota because, like, he's oh, going to be expected. Too much is going to be expected of him. Like, let him, honestly, man, let him wait for Phoenix's near arena to show up and then. Oh no, that's even worse. Yeah. No, but like, I don't know. Fair enough. Okay. He should go to like LA. Yeah, I don't know. Where would he be happy? Somewhere quiet. Arizona. Uh, Oh, give him the full cast plan. Oh, I'm going to assume that Demko played today then. Yeah, he did. He was not very good. Wow. Yeah. And I think you found the storyline for this game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you uh, did it. What am I missing? That OEL, OEL probably did nothing. If he played, I assume he didn't get scratched. I feel like I would have gotten an athletic uh, notification for that. Hey, you hey. know who's been really, really bad when I was looking mm-hmm. at the plus minus? Which was exactly. first really funny that like, because somebody was making a point about like, oh, if you looked at the Canucks uh, top nine player stats, you'd think that we're we're on a tear right now because of how many points uh, sure. either per game or above points yeah. per game that like five players have. Yeah, for sure. That yeah, there's Miller, a lot of guys Miller well. in in the top mix is like the only person who's minus, uh, which hilarious. And then Tanner Pearson is dreadful. Oh yeah, this, this he he stinks, I, man. I haven't heard he's anything not about a he's good done. player. Like it, it just like the the fact that they didn't trade him when they had the chance is just a a travesty. Well, wasn't he signed what one summer ago? Something summer like before? that. But and, they should have traded that... him at that deadline before they signed him for four years. Yeah, just to, which is just a deeply stupid, unserious thing to do. And again, the only reason they signed him, I'm convinced, is that Horvat was so fucking pissed. That they let go, like uh, you know, Marks from Stature Tanev. That he's like, I swear to God, and to Foley, I swear to God, if you touch one of my friend, one more of my friends, I'm gonna leave the team. And they had to, <laughs> they had to sign Pearson, but Pearson's done nothing. I haven't heard anything about Pearson. And uh, okay, one shot on goal today. I, I don't know. Minus two. Minus two today. Yes. Oh, that makes him like I think minus nine or minus eleven or something. Yeah, and I mean, and the obviously, are not we know horrible. Plus we know plus minus bad, but like yeah, it well, is. We know plus minus bad, extent. but it's easy to look up. 
Yeah, well, exactly. it's it's the best that it's good or bad, minus bad plus good. <laughs> None of your bullshit hero hero ratings suck. They don't tell me if he's a hero. They don't tell me like good. They just tell me I have I have to look at a thing that says eighty percent, and I'm like, oh, that's good. It's like, no, that's bad. It's supposed to be ninety. But fuck you, Day Fresh. Uh, fucking expired. Like <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hey, look at I, that! I, I don't know. He's, he's fine. I, I don't know. I like. Folks, I kinda, those charts are nice. I'm against picketing, but I don't know how to show it. There you go. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> You're just gonna <laughs> fill in all the dead air. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm gonna do when there's dead air. I'm just gonna read off this list of Mitch Hedberg. Jokes. I mean, there's a great chance that, especially if you get the non-overplayed ones. Mitch like, Hedberg, touch- my favorite. Uh, my favorite. Uh, former Canucks backup. Um, He's Mitchell Hedberg. Hedberg <laughs> yeah. Find me the song. As always, find me the song. I'll give you fifty dollars. Um, yeah. Uh, here's a, here's a, a a good one though. Um, don't you're not looking at the game sheet, right? No, I'm okay. I'm not looking at the game sheet. Okay, well, don't look at it now. Okay, <laughs> just 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 yeah, tr- yeah. just just cl- close it. Um, cause this will be a good, this will be actually a good transition. So, okay. okay. Uh, guess what forward led all Canucks forwards in PK time. In PK time. Tonight. Oh. PK went, uh, went one and four, I think, or something like that. Well, okay. Don't, don't interrupt me. I'm pretty sure it's not Horvat cause I feel like they've been taking him off. I feel I swear I heard something on the radio that they're relying on him less, so they mm-hmm. play more five on five and power play. Uh, I don't think he'd. I think Bruce is great with uh, non North Americans, but I still don't think he'd trust Russians on it. Sure. Yeah. Makayev uh, was it did play a uh, uh, a fair bit, but was right. pretty far down the list. It's like third he or something. Wouldn't make Miller do it. I think. Okay. This is okay. This is. Uh, hopeful mm-hmm. Pedersen. Yeah. Really? With 257. Wow. Pedersen, Pedersen nice. led all Canucks forwards oh in my PK God. time by uh uh by 27 seconds. The next, oh my goodness. Next oh. low next highest was Bo Horvat. Oh that's that's uh, I like that development. And I know that's the Canucks great. did give up a power play goal. I don't know if he was on the ice or not. Um but I, I do like that development. I think right now Elias Pedersen Something like Pedersen and Mikhaev as your first, uh, or maybe like honestly, Pedersen and Horvat as your like number one PK unit. Yeah. Uh, because you can have Horvat to to win the draws. And then it's just like, just skate the puck up the ice, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, it's kind of one of those things where um, you just need to win those little stick ba- uh, battles near the like, blue line. Obviously, yeah, yeah. you want to, you want people who can play well in their own zone, but like, I don't think, you know, like I know Horvat traditionally hasn't been great in his own zone, but like, I don't know. I feel like you can probably work with the, the like, at least in terms of what they have right now, like you can work with the slight maybe reduction in in zone play that you have putting Horvat out there as opposed to like, I don't know, somebody, somebody else like, but yeah, I think like Horvat and Pedersen, that's a good, that's the best combo you could go with right now. It's very like, uh, what was it? Was it Courtnall and Bure in the nineties? That was the, oh. the big like power kill uh, unit that they, no, man. Yeah. They used I, on the 94 yeah. team. Yeah. It's my, I, it's my, 
this is my horse i like to beat it's mm-hmm. uh forwards uh, prioritized forwards on a penalty kill uh defensemen uh tr- like they approach defending in their zone differently it's a different situation than what a penalty kill is where you're yeah. hemmed in the whole time you kind of, and the way that you're trying to grab the puck when you're killing a penalty is very similar to like four checking in your own zone is how I like think sure. about it mentally. And sure. that's why as a 10 year old or 15 year old, <laughs> my NHL 11 lines were always like penalty killing lines was always, well, I trade for Grabner again. Nice. And Darren Helm. Yeah. And it'd be Grabner, Helm, Kessler, yes. and yes. Burroughs or Raymond. <laughs> just, just four fucking, forward PK. Just four forwards. They were so fucking fast. Yeah. I, I just constant. They're always power kills. I well, like I, and yeah. look, we, look, they don't have anyone who works. can move the puck other than yeah. Quinn Hughes. And you can't have Quinn Hughes killing penalties. Nope. No, uh, it's just not. No. You can't like for. And I don't mean like, oh, because he's bad in his own zone. I just mean like you can't have that guy like uh, going down uh, to, to block shots and shit. You can't have like, him going down to block shots and you can't have him play 40 minutes a night. Yeah, no. exactly. That guy's uh, confidence is fucked. And that's not his fault. He I, I see him like. I don't know. He he's been sloppy this year, but I feel like it's it's uh he's look, been I sloppy, but he's still been really good. <laughs> you yeah, know? no, he he's like, been he's been their best. I I it just so much is loaded onto him that it's so much pressure that it's unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, that uh I, I I like I cut him slack. I don't think he's being sloppy and that he's not putting enough effort. He's just like, he's playing so many minutes a night. Yeah. So much sure. is asked of him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But yeah, I, I like, I like having a, uh, Pedersen on the, on the PK because, um, I like the idea of basically in the absence of being able to kill a penalty, the normal way, um, you know, like the playing four on five, does in a weird kind of way like it you can use it to create opportunities if you're smart about it because there's more space and -hmm. so there's more opportunity for rush scoring so if you have guys who can like win draws and skate well and uh and generate like shots off the rush it's not the worst yeah i do like you know it's not it's not the it's probably the best option they have right now i guess is my point um and i also think elias Patterson is kind of slowly but quietly uh, becoming this team's, like, best two-way forward, honestly. Yeah. Which is not yeah. saying much on this team, but still. Um, okay, yeah. now here's another one. Uh, what defenseman led the team in PK time by a mile tonight? Uh, Tyler Myers? No, Tyler Myers only played uh, – Tyler Myers actually played the least out of everyone – other than Jack Rathbone, who played oh, 10 so, seconds. Okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I went positive. I'm going to go negative here. Huh? This is this is Vyasa plus minus. Yes. Uh, Riley Stillman. <laughs> Riley Stillman didn't play tonight, actually. Rathbone Whoa. drew into the lineup instead. Oh, So, right. no, right. the answer is, and you should have guessed because uh, I'm trying to segue now, uh, oh. Ethan Bear. <laughs> really? Ethan Bear played cool. 4-11. Uh, and the next closest person was Luke Shen with 322. Oh, shit. Um, I was going to guess Shen, but. Yeah, uh, I think this, you know, obviously that's one of the big things we have to talk about this week because that's basically 
that was a big thing that happened this week as far as uh as far as Canucks news go as they trade a what fifth round pick for Ethan Bear that's right right fifth rounder uh yeah fifth rounder and some cap space we got back to yeah yeah uh cuz uh cuz Carolina retained a little bit on that Carolina wanted uh Hoaglander but they weren't going to get him because um the uh the the coach might not like him, but the, we know that the, <laughs> the, the, the GM and the president don't like the coach. So <laughs> I don't think yeah, it really, we'll, we'll talk about that soon. you know, matters what, whether the coach really likes them in the long run, but they, the, you know, that that's the word on the street. Uh, and I think it's, it's pretty uh, self-evident that well, um, I- they were trying to get this done for a long time. The Canucks have been trying to get Ethan bear for like a year, probably. Um, probably dating back to before uh even they before they even fired Jim Benning um but uh the asking price as bear spent more and more time in the press box and got weirdly surpassed on the depth chart by Jalen Chatfield uh the the price just eventually got low enough that they were able to make it and and the Canucks were able to clear cap space and that's kind of um, right. How Probably it ended up going couldn't down. Make this move. I assume they couldn't make this move without like the Dickinson deal or something. Basically, yeah, you can look at it a bunch of different ways. I mean, it's kind of it's a tough one because it's like they also went out and got Stadnika, which was not like a cap move. You know, like that. That's a that's a that's a deal where you take on cap space or money rather, the opposite of taking on cap space. Um, so I don't know if like. I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not sure if uh, if they like needed to do the Dickinson trade to get Bear, but they definitely needed the Dickinson trade to get Stidnika and Bear. Oh right, um, we got, right, we got Stidnika. Yeah, which, which we talked about in the last episode. He had a goal last night, right? Which he the, like can he can cuff that goalie on it. Like the that, that was... funniest goal though, because he turned the puck over and then the guy turned the puck back over to him. And then Beautiful. he scored Beautiful. extremely funny, yeah. um, which uh, I mean, the Canucks are hilarious. The Canucks remain hilarious. They remain extremely funny uh, all the time. Um, uh, I'm going to yeah. quickly add like, so yeah. how is like, what's your read and Elliot, you too, if you, mm-hmm. if you want, uh, what's your read on Ethan bear so far? Is he good? You want to take this one, Elliot? I've just, I haven't seen a ton of him, mm-hmm. but so far he's looked fine to good for what he's been doing like what he's been asked to do yeah i know i'm the one who asked but i'm gonna quickly give an answer yeah no that's yeah, fine, yeah. Or, or like a favorite moment uh sure. of him being like of him being welcomed to vancouver sure which sure. i think cody tweeted about cody sievertson tweeted about which was he it was like what 15 seconds left in a period and he yes. had the puck like in his own zone and he, he goes to retrieve it and he clearly looks like he has hustle. Like he's he's trying to get the puck so he can turn it back the other way, mm-hmm. make something happen in the last 15 seconds of what second period. And then he looks up the ice and like nobody's positioned. Half, just half, going back to the room. Everybody's very slowly just going to the bench, if not going to the tunnel. And it, he like they just lifts want his arms slices. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they want their arms uh, And he like you can clearly see him like lift his hand up like in a way that's like what the fuck what i thought okay sure 
Uh, that was beautiful. Watching him go from a team with a system. That's really funny. Yeah. To a team that is just paid to be there. It feels like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Arguably like one of the most system teams to one of the least system teams. Um, and I, I do just want to add uh, as well what I just touched on a second ago too. Like not that I really, I'm happy that they got bear. I think bear is definitely a worthy target, especially at that price. Like young can move the puck right-handed didn't have to give up a pick in the top uh, hundred to get him. you know, uh, feasibly a guy you can, you know, he's not going to be too expensive and you can hold on to him for a, for hopefully a, as long as he's going to be useful to you looked really good in Edmonton, like had good numbers, had good underlying numbers, like, and then just kind of fell out of favor and then ended up in, uh, in Carolina, which is a, you know, a, for a defenseman can be kind of a weird place to end up. Like, I don't think it's an indictment to not be able to, to, to uh, make that lineup, you know, in, on, on D like, even though he, uh, he did get surpassed by Jalen Chatfield of all people. And I, I do just want to say, like, I know that he was not good here, and maybe this is just a mirage or maybe it's a case of a guy just being able to play in a system or whatever, but like, how do you let a right-handed defenseman figure it out somewhere else? When you had, when you had him for so long and you had no one on right-handed defense ever at any point, basically it feels like, like that's a weird one, you know, and then you go out and, and, and trade and, you know, trade for guys and sign guys or whatever. It's just like, that's a tough one. I don't know. How do we get rid of him in the first place? No, he just didn't resign. He just didn't resign. Yeah. It's not like we, it's not like we traded him or anything. It's just like, it it really feels like if you have a right-handed defenseman that a lot of other teams maybe don't have much of a book on, hasn't had a lot of NHL time. Yeah. I feel like you could, I I wonder if anybody's tried to just like Mike Gillis it where instead of the way he did with Hodson, where he gave him really choice uh, face-offs in the offensive zone, like mm-hmm, only. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could like get a right-handed defenseman to only start, <laughs> like start in the offensive zone, never start in his own zone, <laughs> and just and just get a stock to go. Because like I, yeah. as far as I know, that's the most valuable. What is the Everyone's most valuable? Kind position? of already. People are pretty skeptical that that really works now. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, like and, the amount of shifts that you start on the fly compared to the amount of shifts you actually have control over in terms of zone starts mm-hmm. is so minimal. With Hodgson, it was uh, so much of it was like, it was way more deployment than just like zone starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was also complimentary players. Yeah, exactly. Favor- favorable deployment can mean a lot of things. It can mean starting a lot of shifts in the offensive zone. And I, I will say too, like the, the whole zone start thing, like people have used that very badly to make a lot of very bad arguments, but there is such a thing as like, you know, yes, players start way far and away the most of their shifts on the fly. But there is such a thing as like some players get started either on the fly or in the offensive zone, but never get started in the defense. Yeah, zone. absolutely. And vice versa. And that does like 
have an impact. It's just yeah. that people, it, what, what that really like, what the problem with that really was, was people not understanding what like OZS percentage meant. They, yeah. like, it was literally just a problem with like, uh, it's like if, uh, it's like if people didn't understand what, um, what like on base that like on base plus slugging isn't a number like I'm trying to think of the the like I just this, I like, just learned what that meant this well, summer like, and I still have to okay what you know it's like it's like if people didn't realize that like those two numbers that were being combined like have overlap you know what I mean does that make right. sense a little that's bit that's why I don't sense. like that number because it's shouldn't overlap. <laughs> Yeah. And also, the, enough, acro- like, the acronym, I feel like the acronym never makes sense to me. Because it should be There's... OBPS. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I know. But, uh, but like, but with, so with ozone start percentage, what was happening is people thought that the ozone start percentage was how the percentage of shifts you start in the offensive zone when it was actually like tilt. Like, yeah how much versus the other yeah quality competition yeah and so it doesn't and so it didn't like like it was like it was a it was a and even i'm like not even 100 percent sure that i'm getting it right but like it it's basically like that that percentage is is saying like how often do you uh how how much do your starts tilt to the offensive end when your coach actually has the ability to decide what zone you're starting in yeah. But people would look at it and they'd see 75% and they'd think, oh, he's starting 75% of his starts in the offensive zone. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's oh, not what's happening. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Even, even to or this LA. day, I don't yeah, other, fully understand, even fucking understand what it means. But yes. For please. massaging, that yeah. would be like just really optimizing someone with set plays. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can do it. But like, with you, the guy, in the context know. of a guy like Stetcher without like, a crazy shot that's not going to get you very far yeah you also can't it's you can't really do that with defensemen um, without compromising your yeah. lineup defensemen are are way harder to hide in your yeah, lineup there's only than, there's only yeah. six there's only six of them yeah exactly can't really do much and, and you know what's a, you know what's yeah. a fancy stat precip like like percentage of rain i only found out last year that when they say <laughs> it's like 60 percent chance of rain it's not that six times out of 10, it's going to rain. It's that in that area, it's going to rain 60% of that area. Did both of you know this? My fake plants died because I didn't pretend to water them. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't know that. Um, that I'm not yeah, oh, sure if you're right about that. Ethan, Ethan oh, Bear, I mean, all that time, Jim... <laughs> Jim Benning spent on Grinder finally paying off. Um, if you guys remember that one. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's been, I, I guess the thing, I have not noticed him even once, which is good, I would say, right? Have not even noticed that he's been in the lineup. Yeah. Which yeah, the four defensemen on this team. A lot. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's um, good. He, uh, yeah, it's one reason they shouldn't have got Tyler Myers. You can notice him all the time. That's true. And you can never tell if it's for good or bad. Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe I saw, um, either him or someone who, 
uh, subscribes to his like Substack or whatever. Because obviously, I'm not doing that shit. Tyler Myers has uh, a Substack. No, no, Cam Sharon has a Substack oh. or something like that, and uh, where he and he does like player tracking, right? And uh, I think his like player tracking hasn't uh, shone the best light on Bear so far, but uh, like the underlyings have always been good, and I don't know, like. I talked to a couple people like scouts, stats people or whatever. I just did the rounds. Like, what do you think of Ethan bear? And I kind of got the same answer that I got on like Travis Dermott, but to a better, to a higher extent, I would say partly because he's right-handed and partly because he's just like a little bit higher upside or just like better defensively or whatever, but he's a guy like he's, he's not really, um, he's he's definitely not a guy that you look at and think has like you know top three potential or or upside or whatever but he probably has like number four upside and they desperately need that in a right-handed defenseman um look i have no idea right now i i think i used to have a good idea of whether a defenseman is good and i think that's because we have a lot of good defensemen but right now I can't fucking tell you the difference because I heard on uh, some, I think it was maybe it was Stefan X podcast uh, that like, Oh, Kyle Burroughs is very good. I cannot fucking tell you a single thing I've seen Kyle Burroughs do, but yeah. sure. Fine. Sure. Well, at this point, sure. Why? I, okay. I don't, I don't know. It's good. Carl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. My oh, cat is a... just meowing for absolutely no reason. Oh, um, Get him on here. Let's see what he thinks about uh, yeah, Kyle let's see. <laughs> let's see. Okay, okay. Any cat? Any what is cat puns with the Canucks? Uh, fuck. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, well, I don't think he's gonna be, be a big fan of Ethan Bear. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's know. really stupid. That's Every, about all. That's all that, I got, man. That was good. Like Every that. book is a children's book if the kid can read. <laughs> is that is that's that a, Mitch Hedberg? That's a Mitch Hedberg. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I like that. Listener, we're just reading. We're we're if ever this goes off the rail, we're just reading. We're just reading one line. That's just what we're gonna do. Yeah. Anytime we don't can't think of anything to say, we're just gonna read off this list of Mitch Hedberg jokes. We were talking about there's, him. There's so, the there's so many of the ones I'm looking at on this Buzzfeed list that like I I can't do the delivery. Yeah, there's, fair. There's yeah. one that's like the top ten. It's called. It goes. I used to be a hot tar roofer. Yeah. I remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them are like, how do you do that? Like, how do you like only it's like only Mitch Hedberg <laughs> could deliver that and make it funny. Um, uh, he I bet I guarantee you his career would not have gone the same if he didn't wear sunglasses. I don't think you can deliver a lot of these jokes. Sunglasses, sunglasses and sunglasses. then like having that weird cadence that he talked with. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else about Ethan Bear? um no but before oh i I don't have anything to add but i wanted to have a quick small fun conversation well maybe not fun actually might be depressing before we get into the because i think we're gonna get into uh the wwe storyline happening right now between the front office oh yeah and our friends Oh yeah, we gotta. We do have to we'll talk get, a little bit about that. We'll, yeah, we'll get sure. we'll get there in a moment. But yeah. when you mentioned during the game that Luke Shen scored his first goal, sure. And I've started taking a liking to this guy. I know he's played with us 
on two different <laughs> what's the what's yeah. the Abe Simpson quote on two non non consecutive occasions yeah. non non consecutive <laughs> terms with the Canucks two, two yeah. non consecutive terms with the Canucks yeah um yeah. and he's been here for a fair bit what like three four years um he's, this is his like fourth season now I want to say that's, maybe I it's I either his third or his fourth yeah um I can't remember because he he played a season. Uh, he jumped to Philly or Tampa. I think it was no, Tampa. he jumped to Tampa and won two yeah. cups and then came back, Why which is wild. That? That's hilarious. That is wild. Like, like, man, God bless Luke Shen. Just imagine somebody at, like your shitty job went to go, I don't know, like go to Hollywood for like a couple of years and like just have lots of sex with hot people yeah. and then comes back and works at your job. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> why are you here? Anyways, Next captain, who's gonna who's the next captain of the Vancouver Canucks? Because it sure as hell cannot be Bo Horvat, even though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to talk a little bit about because I because I want to revisit our rebuild discussion. Oh, um, oh, we will, and oh, and yeah. I think that'll tie in nicely with this uh, this very obvious animosity between uh, the the coach sure. and the front okay. office, and 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 th- there's a there's some uh, some strands we got to pull on with this one because one thing that we were on immediately in, in our very first episode where we talked about Boudreaux getting hired that got dismissed by a lot of people was we were all like, if I remember correctly, basically most of us were like, oh, I like Boudreaux, like good coach, fun guy, but like the owner hired the fucking coach. That's bad. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it was just like, a classic example of what we've talked about before. If you say something enough times, it just becomes true. And people <laughs> yeah. just are like, Oh, that's the, tr-. it doesn't matter who it comes from. doesn't matter if it, if it actually comes from a trusted source or not, like people just kind of by my recollection started saying, Oh, well, Aquilini consulted with Rutherford before that happened, which like, I remember thinking at the time didn't make any sense at all. Like, you don't have a general manager or a president in place, but you have a coach, but then it's like, Oh no, no, no. But the, the, the guys, the front office guys that we hired a week later, all signed off on that. Even though Stan Smeal was general manager for four days or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was one of those things where it's like, this requires a level of organization and communication that the Canucks have not shown in probably like <laughs> nine years, like eight or nine years. And I just remember yeah. thinking like, well, that's, that seems weird, but whatever, like they started winning and people, everybody seemed happy and things were working. So it's like, you know, whatever, everybody kind of forgot about it. And then, you know, Rutherford's been all over uh, like after hours and on the radio this week and stuff, just trashing, like, Oh, this team doesn't play with enough structure. And like, we had a bad camp and it just got worse from there and yada, yada, yada. And like, I mean, the whole play with structure thing is really funny because it's like, how do you play with structure when you have like five of the same type of guy at every position and (laughs) none of the type of guy that you need to play with structure? You know what I mean? Like, I I think, how do you play with structure when you have chaos draft playing 28 minutes a night? 
yeah, I think to him having structure just means you were gifted Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby. Like I, I don't know what the fuck. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah. The, the girls are fighting. Uh, it's I, true. Uh, it's sad. Uh, yeah, and so so the the one of the big uh, you know revelations from Rutherford, I believe it was when he was on After Hours. He said that he was not aware that Boudreaux had a second year. <laughs> That's in his deal. Why would you say that? Okay, you know what? That's so, actually good proof that the owners are not involved. In this. Well, like, why would I, he say? Why would he say that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that like, were the case. If the owners were somehow uh, sending him off to go just take shots. So now this is what right? I kind of think is interesting about all of this is that uh, I think it was, Drance was on the radio a few days ago and he mentioned this, like how. In every market, there's always, you know, at any given time, like a different audience for who the general manager or the president or the coach is speaking to, right? Particularly the general manager, the coach is the coach kind of doesn't have to worry as much about one of these elements, but like Mm -hmm. when you see the general manager or the president come on uh, TV or on the radio and they're answering questions like, there's three potential audiences in Vancouver and these audiences aren't always the case in every market, but definitely in Vancouver. Like it's like, okay, are you talking to the fans? Are you talking to the media or are you talking to the owner? Who's Mm -hmm. the audience that you have in mind for what you're saying? And I think like early on with Jim Benning, it was very obvious that like, like for a very long time, they just spoke directly to the fans. And then sometimes they would talk, they would speak directly to the media. Like it was very, it was always like very reactive and it was always very much like kind of um, the classic, like Jim Benning and, uh, and Trevor Linden, especially actually were very good examples of the classic internet guy who invents a, t- a, a guy to get mad at. And then mm-hmm. like, and, and like, gives a makes a bunch of statements imagining complaints from that fake guy and then Mm -hmm. rebutting them like the first like three or four years of jim benning were so much of that you know like uh like the classic like oh uh you know the fans they want to rebuild but they get mad when we lose and it's like yeah because you're losing when you're trying to win I like that our generation has come up with a new word for the straw man fallacy. I just realized. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I just thought of that now, but I like this better. I like this a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's like the straw man fallacy is a logical thing. Making up a guy get mad at is an emotional thing. Yes, that is exactly (laughs) it. Yeah, that's the different. Thank you. Yes, that's the that's the difference. It should there. We need to find a shorthand for it though. Something like. Something I like it. I like it though. Though compliment it's, the straw man. Accusing but, uh, somebody you know. of saying that is is uh, is just kind of dressing them down. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there yeah. was a lot of that. Um, I don't think we really got to the point where. Well, I mean, first of all, like Jim Benning communicating with anyone is a is kind of a toss up. Uh, cool. You never really know what you're going to get. But if um, the ownership was so interested in doing this whole communications like scheme. Mm-hmm. Jim Banning didn't talk to the press for eight years. That's true. Not very I, often. I, I, I don't. But I don't there's a reason why. The owner it was thing. because I mean, he yeah. didn't like. No, no. I think you're misunderstanding me. Like, like when you 
what when um when you're being asked questions by by the media or whatever right like sometimes it's not the owner telling you to say stuff it's sometimes you say stuff in hopes that the owner will get the message no like, no i no i understand that. okay what like I'm, what yeah. i'm doing is i'm making up my guy to be mad at oh okay that is that is the people who say that rutherford is the owner's mouthpiece and he's going oh. out there being yeah no i don't think that yeah. no I, I know you, i know you don't yeah no, you don't and no, I, I know, that. but there are people out there who think that, which I think is kind of wild because I do think it's like, obviously, I mean, I am, I've been on this train forever. Like if you're the general manager and you're doing stuff just because the owner tells you to do it, that's on you to wear. Like mm -hmm. you don't get mm -hmm. to be like, like nobody gets to be like, Oh, well the owner said that he had, it's like, well, yeah, like that's the job. Like it, at, at the very worst, like, uh, like the most, the most generous you can kind of be is just be like, well, he took the fucking job. So it, it's on him. Even, even if he like has tried to do everything right. And has tried to push back against the owner, even if he's tried to do everything right. And he still is forced to do shit that the owner makes him do. It's still his fucking fault for taking the job. I know it's been like 84 years since Jim yeah. Benning came here, mm -hmm. but like, there was a whole thing originally about managing up. Yeah. And like, mm. you have to manage up. And Gillis was successful because he managed up and he told Frankie, do you want to win or do you want to have a little, do you want to play East side hockey manager? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of, I think we're, you know, the thing about Jim Benning is that Jim Benning was really dumb and easy to like walk all over for an owner. And that's why he kept his job for eight years is because it was like, Anytime things w were going poorly, I, not that I think he would ever actually say this, but like if things were going poorly, he could kind of be like, well, Frankie, I just did what you told me to do. Yeah. You know, he was like a Torgo. He's like an Igor, like just a henchman, like going who's around Tor being who's like Torgo uh, from fucking that movie. I can't remember the name of it. Gotcha. Fucking here. I'm not going to look it up. Um, I, wonder if, I wonder if Benning could take uh, the upcoming uh, Boston job. That would be really funny. That would be great. Oh, I would love to see him go. With them. I would love to see him go back to Boston. That would be amazing. Yeah. Ship um, him up to Boston. And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he can acquire some player who lost his leg because that sounds like something he would do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so with with Rutherford, there there is an element to this where like it's probably wish wishful thinking on my part, but with the way he's talked about things and the way he's been like extremely open about like, Oh yeah. With the way things are going, we might have to rebuild or like saying things like just the other day. Uh, what was it? He said, he said, uh, yeah, we might have to start looking at trading players that we wouldn't have considered trading in the off season. Right. Like very uh, pointed. This team might not be good enough style commentary. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And a part of me kind of wonders a little bit if there was like a handshake deal in place here, you know, Br you have Bruce as a coach, you sign Miller, you sign Mikhaev, you kind of do, you kind of talk a big game about shaking things up, but then you sort of just do um, slightly better, smarter versions of what the old regime would have done. And, that, and mm -hmm. that's something that I think like the bear, uh, and even like the Dickinson and Studnika, like all of that maneuvering that happened to, to make that work and to, to get 
under the cap with the with the perfect IR or whatever. Like you can tell that with this regime, even if they're basically enacting the same stupid plan that is never going to work, like there's a level of thoughtfulness that goes into it that just was not present. There's before. lipstick logically applied to the right parts of the pick. Yeah, exactly. Saying. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and a, so a part of me kind of wonders a little bit if there was maybe a handshake agreement that was like, okay, Frankie, we'll, we're going to do it your way. But, I, but if it doesn't work, then you got to let me do it my way. Basically. I buy that. And I guess in the same way that I understand some political machinations were like this idea that you, that you've just argued is the mm -hmm. case could happen and could be real without any of the three parties ever shaking hands yeah like, yeah it, that's it, true it could very well be just that the circumstances lead jim rutherford to act in one way and aquilina to act in another way and bruce brujo to kind of just be the guy who's actually down on the ice and is like i don't know what the fuck's going on upstairs i'm just gonna play chess with the pieces that they gave me you know yeah um, i mean it's it's kind of like and rutherford can't do anything about boudreau because uh, because no. the salary is a third rail or like hiring another coach for another year is a third rail that he can't cross. So what's yeah. he going to do? He needs to unleash a valve of connect sports and entertainment's front office about the last 12, 13 games of how things have gone. There has to be some sort of statement from the top, but he has no other statement to give except to blame somebody. And he's already come out and blamed the players said that look we're going to trade somebody we're going to start putting some people on waivers who never thought they'd be on waivers his only it's like i i imagine there's levers that are available for everybody to pull based mm -hmm. off of what they're how much how much of a leash they're given and when somebody only has one or two levers they're going to pull those levers for rutherford the only thing he can do uh outside of uh chasing down other gms in the phone hoping he can find somebody to fleece um is to yell at the coach and he can get yeah. away with that because the coach is not his guy. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Aquilini is like basically like not even involved. His hope is that like, Oh, thank God I hired this gym guy. He can take care of it. People will trust him. And he just told them like, like don't fuck with my money. Don't hire another coach and do what you want. And yeah, I think I think Rutherford's not being controlled by anybody. I think he's he's just doing what he can, and they're not very good things. Um, or doing what he thinks he can, because I, I think somebody else could make improvements, like trading sure. Marco. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and if we want to talk a little bit about the 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 rebuilding thing, just revisit that quickly for a second because it kind of ties into this. Like, yeah, I have an um, update. Sorry, this moved my mouth. Trade Spencer Knight too, because now he's good. Spencer, Spencer Martin. Spencer Martin. I don't know who Spencer Knight is. Spencer Knight, I think. Plays Trade him Panthers. too. Yeah. <laughs> Trade that guy too. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, We're putting too many points on our standings. Connor Bedard won't like that when he finally has to make his Eric Lindros decision at the end of the year. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm getting traded. I'm getting, he's probably going to be drafted by somebody else, probably by Chicago, because that's, that's what God's plan is, probably. But he's yeah. going to try to do the Lindros to get here. But he's going to say, well, fuck, they can't sign me for my second contract when it comes up. So fuck them. Uh, carry on. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, I want to amend a thing, a statement that I made in the last uh, episode, which is that uh, I said that 
if you trade one of Pedersen, Hughes, Demko, you might as well trade all three, or you kind of have to trade all three. I just wanted to amend that. I think that applies to Pedersen and Hughes, but I don't necessarily think it applies to Demko. I think Demko is maybe the one guy you can trade and not. If you trade Pedersen or Hughes, you probably also trade Demko, but I don't, I agree with you. I don't think it goes that way. Like, like, yeah, he's the one guy I think you could trade that doesn't necessarily set off a chain reaction where you're, you're also trading the other two guys. Whereas I do think like, if you trade, Certainly, like if you trade Hughes, you're blowing it up. That's it. That's yeah. you're you're blowing everything up. If you trade Pedersen, you're also probably blowing everything up. If you're trading Demko, there's a possibility you are enacting the three-year plan that I uh, <laughs> uh, laid out for you guys the other day, and I'm trying to find because I wrote it in the chat, but now I'm like, fuck, I don't know where it is. Uh, especially because my phone just like deletes. Uh, when I when I send like twenty messages messages in a row, which is a thing I do sometimes, it tends to delete like most of them for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> like well, that's good. They just don't show up. Um, but uh, yeah, I did I did kind of have uh this this like semi fleshed out idea about some of the things you can potentially do to basically, um. Basically, what I was getting at is how do you recoup enough assets that you can actually afford to uh, deal a couple of futures to get off of some of your your bad contracts and be able to be competitive in, uh, you know, three years, basically three or four years, as opposed to waiting the full uh, six or seven year length of uh, of OEL's contract and then possibly even another year or two after that. Uh, for uh, <clears throat> for for JT Miller's contract to expire, I did mm-hmm. find it. I found the full list of things that I that I said. Did you send this to me? No, I sent us? this to the the big chat with uh, yeah. you know, all the big power players in Vancouver media. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, you guys know all the yeah. Farhan Lalji, Farhan's in there. Yeah, me and Farhan. We talk. Donnie and Dolly. We talked to those guys all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Dodd. He's definitely a guy, you know. <laughs> I, was, I, I was, I was like, I don't know who that is. Is that, is that a woman? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Larshad's um, in there still. He yeah. Just likes to, he just likes to to do bits. Yeah, he just lurks for the most part. He, yeah. He's, then he's he just the says guy, to one-liners. He's the guy who doesn't talk for three weeks, and then he catches you on a on a typo. Yeah, and then, and then he says, and then he changes. says something like, uh, "I had a parrot. The parrot talked, but it did not say I'm hungry, so it died." <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. So, so because we talked about, um, uh, the, the sort of three different, uh, directions they could go in, I think we, we've, we've established that like, uh, Elliot is in the camp of, they should just say, fuck it and go for it. Uh, which is my personal favorite of, uh, all the plans because it's the one that makes the most money. It's it's also also the one one that that immediately took the biggest face plant. Yeah, and the one that costs the most money. But it would be funny. <laughs> yeah. It would be funny and it and there's like a 15% chance it would work, I feel like, you know. Um because I mean, you know, they have you you could take the you could take the stance that like they have uh they they have the good players already, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they have the the building blocks, so 
you know, what do you do? You just try to like, you know, uh, 2050 in Nashville Predators style, like win a bunch of trades and make it to the Stanley Cup final. You know, I mean, they don't have the, 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 they don't have the core group of players that, uh, that the Preds had, but whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, step one is, uh, oh yeah, sorry. I, and then I should, should add Vias says, tear it all down, right? Just get yeah, rid of everyone, trade everybody, trade the, everybody. Fans will, the fans will get it. Buffalo style, Buffalo style, 2014, 15 Buffalo Sabres style. Um, I think. I have a, I have a three-year plan that, uh, that is basically like, it's like a Bernie 2020 style plan where basically every element of it has to go perfectly or you're fucked. Um, but, uh, similarly, I, I, I also think like, well, what the fuck else are you going to do? Really? Honestly? Um, so yeah, step one is, uh, you get off of the big Miller deal by, uh, trying to pull, an OEL style trade, but the Canucks are the Arizona Coyotes rather than the uh, than the Canucks. Basically, see, I already my critique of your of the mm-hmm. rest of your steps and the step mm-hmm. the one that I the other ones that I haven't heard yet even yeah is that there would have to be an expansion of like eight more franchises to the league for that to work because there's no front office dumber than the Canucks still. Uh, well, I definitely don't think that anymore. Well, okay, yeah, like, but, okay, less, but like, there are uh, some, there are some dumb. There's a loser, there's a there. loser, dumb mentality that is uh, that stinks up the room. That even switching out the chairs can't change. I mean, okay, that's fair, that's fair, and this is kind of one of the hardest parts. But I do think it's feasible. Yeah, all yeah. you have to do is you just have to find a team that wants to win now. Maybe you have to retain a little bit of salary, a little bit of a little bit of retention is fine. But like, I think you just got to find a team that wants to win now that has a truly horrendous contract that is still going to last like a few more years uh, and that values Miller really highly. And I think theoretically there should be like two teams that fit that, that mold, you know, like the obvious one, is you go to uh, Dallas and you talk about Ben or Sagan. And the, mm-hmm. the, the other like added benefit there is that much like the OEL trade, you're theoretically at least hopefully getting a player that can like at least still play when you do that. Um, except that they're getting the guy that has less time on his deal. But if you look at like uh, if you look at like Ben or Sagan or whatever, like they're still like warm bodies, you know, they're still like capable of playing hockey. They're just not nine and a half million dollars capable of playing hockey, you know. Right. Uh, and so that's that's the big one. You got to figure out how to do that. And that's uh, that's that's going to be tough. Um, but once you once you've got that going, like I think you have a lot of pieces you can start moving for whatever you can whatever you can get for them, basically. So like Horvat, trade him at the deadline. Hopefully you can get a really big package for him. And man, with the way he's playing right now, like I think you could get a really big package for him, especially pace for 50 goals. Yeah. I on mean, pace for, well, okay, look, yeah. What could we be mad about as a return? If we got a first rounder and then like an actual top six player mm-hmm. doesn't have to be great. 
could just be the a Brock Besser of another team. And when I sure. say Brock Besser of another team, I don't mean the Brock Besser in your mind. I mean the Brock Besser of the last two years. Yeah, totally. Uh, right. the, the second line winger. Second uh, line, w- disappointing second line winger who makes too much money. And is young. Yeah. And a Ish. first rounder. And then maybe a third or a second in addition to that. I think yeah. Horvat should fetch a ton more than that. Mm-hmm. But I will, I will be happy if that yeah. happens. First and a first and an A prospect, or first and a and a decent roster player, and uh, you know third or fourth or whatever. Just that's a, fine. Just a I fucking can, first, man. As yeah, long as there's as a long first. as you get the first, right? I, I have eaten shit. I have eaten the shit of so many trades. Mm-hmm. As long as you give me a first, I don't care. I don't care what you add in that. Really in that good year to get a first round pick too. Yeah, just yeah. get some first. Really, man. really good year to get a first you round pick. Not go wrong. Are um, they gonna laugh at you? Of course they will. But every who cares? Oh, Whatever. and the other thing too, big time with this, right. is, uh, on all of the guys that I'm gonna mention, retain half if you have to. Like yeah. as long as you're not retaining half for more than three years. Yeah. Right. Except yeah. for maybe Miller or like OEL, I guess if you can make one of those happen then then if you're if you're retaining like a mill for the next like till the end of time like whatever you can make that work you know it's not mm-hmm. uh it's not a huge yeah. deal especially if it's only one of them yeah man uh, I, 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 I rid of both of those deals you're laughing so who cares i know i tweeted about this but i genuinely like i i i need to take melatonin last night um because i took my other meds too late in the day so i, mm-hmm. I need to get to sleep somehow and usually when I take melatonin, I have nightmares, like all the time. I oh, just really? have to strap in for them. One of my dreams last night was that we traded JT Miller, like this year. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it. I immediately remember like quickly opening up my, I remember trying to call you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, Jackson probably hasn't seen this yet. But then I woke up and I was thinking about it when Mallory pointed out like, yeah, I always get nightmares. Like, I, I'm jealous. I'm like, oh shit. I don't know what the return was. <laughs> maybe there is more to the nightmare yes could you, yes, could you yes. imagine a, I, I can't imagine what a worse return like a bad return would be on that trade but like, there must be a way i'm Anyways. screenshotting this so that i don't have to keep scrolling back up in the chat every time someone writes Anyways, a new yeah. thing but Carry um on. so yeah at that at that point um so you get a huge haul for um for horvat now you have like a big list of players that basically it comes down to like who is worth the most on the trade market. Right. Because like, that's going to vary from team to team. It's going to vary based on like uh, a bunch of different, a a bunch of um, things. So like, I know this is going to make people sad, but uh, I think it might be a really good idea to uh, trade Andre Kuzmenko at the deadline. Oh, great. Because you're looking, that is a guy who makes no money, pure rental, uh, is like a point of game right now. And potentially not all on his own doing. Exactly. He plays with Elias Patterson. Plays with Elias Patterson, gets gets power play time on a power play that could be reasonably expected to be like top 10 in the NHL, even in spite of how bad the Canucks have been, are yada, yada, yada. He is potentially, look, Mm -hmm. This is like if the Canucks could have traded Anson Carter at the trade deadline. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And if you if if uh, looking back, I don't I can't name a single uh, like you'd be an idiot not to say we should have traded him at the deadline. Exactly. If, if the opportunity arose, I don't think it, I think we all thought they were going to the playoffs. Maybe they, we thought there was a chance to go to the playoffs. They were pretty close that year. I yeah, think they sure. got knocked out in the like the second to last game. Yeah, it was. It was something oh, yeah, like that. It was three games before because mm. sorry, this is a random lore. Even though I'm the no, one who wants, yeah. wants to leave early, uh, we traded for we had no backup goalies because our backup goalie was already the starter. We traded finally for Mika Norinen. At the yes. deadline, the guy <laughs> who sprayed sprayed the goal horn guy behind him when he hit the button for the goal horn, and the goal didn't go in, but it fucked him when he was playing in the age. We mm-hmm. did it. We did a whole like half an episode about this story. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and uh, he didn't get to play any games until the Canucks got knocked out. Hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, then you got this big this big sort of laundry list of of forwards. I kind of um, I kind of lean towards like trade kind of all the older guys, anyone over like 26 or whatever, and just oh, play the shit out of Hoaglander <laughs> and and put Coles in and see what happens. So you can see what they are, um, because that's really that's really your only option. I don't know how much you can get for Garland. Uh, you have Besser expiring next year and then. Uh, somebody year, wants, somebody wants Besser. Yeah, right. Sure. And yeah. and and especially on an expiring deal, right? Especially as a rental or as a guy that uh is hitting like UFA and so you can pay uh hopefully like pay him even less than he makes now if he's been disappointing or whatever, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, you've got Garland. I'm not sure what you can get for him, but I I I think reasonably that there is a chance that if you sell high on Horvat and you sell high on uh, Kuzmenko, you could come away from that trade deadline with something like either two first round picks oh, or good. a first or a first round pick and a really, really, really good prospect. That'd be um, glorious. Oh my god! And I mean, obviously, it's really early to say that. Like Kuzmenko could just go in the tank and like not score for like twenty games, and then this is totally. Then you have new calculus to do or whatever. But you do have a bunch. You do have a, a collection of forwards that theoretically. Um, you should be able to get something for here if you if you decide to act now. Um, you can get five first rounders in addition, like on top with that if uh, if you trade a Demko. But anyways, carry on. Well, oh, maybe that's one of the guys you trade to, right? For real, like. Uh, but the, the, I mean, your problem right now is that he sucks. Hooked but and sinkered. Something you can do. That's another thing you could look at, right? Like um, hook, line, and sinker. There you go. Then you know, then you're coming up to, you're coming up to the end of next season. And uh, at that point you have Pearson and Myers both expiring. Uh, you should be able to move off of those guys. And I think get something back. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's Myers for sure. Yeah. Pearson, I guess we'll see, but I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some team out there, is willing to pay like, like the Canucks got a third for Travis Hamannick, you know, like, and I mean, I know Travis Hamannick's a defenseman so, and a right-handed defenseman at that. So it's a little different, but like, you do wonder, is there some team out there, some pretender that's thinking Tanner Pearson, he's a veteran. He's won a Stanley cup. Like that's the thing about Tanner Pearson. You get to add the Stanley cup tax to whatever, um, true to whatever yeah. deal is happening. Like, so I, I think both of those guys, you can get a real, Hey asset man, for. fine. Let's trade Luke Shen too. Maybe Luke Shen. That's that another guy of a deal with the also expiring. 
at some point. Either go this leave year, the Canucks, win a cup, come back. We can trade you for more. Or next year, right? So yeah. by that point, uh, that you have all these guys who were expiring, who you've moved moved off from, like basically move off of all your guys that are expiring. That's the that's the way you got to treat the next couple of years. And then by that point, you easily have the money to sign Patterson, and the only really bad deal you have on your books is OEL, um, whose deal by by the end of this kind of three year period or whatever will only have three years left. And at that point, you can kind of start thinking about how do we how do we make this disappear? How do we make sure OEL sleeps with the fishes? You know. Um, like whether it's Roby to Island, whether it's, uh, you know, I mean, if you want to get really gangster about it, you can call up Dean Lombardi and figure out how to like put a bunch of illegal, uh, prescription drugs in his, uh, uh, <laughs> trunk and get him to cross the border or whatever with it. You know, there's a bunch of different things you can do basically. Um, and even Just you may even BPD to do it for you. Yeah. And hey. you may even be hey. able to nice one. Yeah. You may even be able to, uh, to like, uh, attach, you know, maybe that, maybe by that point, the asset you have to attach to it, um, is not as onerous as it would be right now. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the thing is that hopefully if you get, if you can get like, even, you know, if you can get like a second round pick for Garland or whatever, right that's got that's got to be possible that seems possible right Garland and would if, be a great playoff yeah and if you can get some if you can get some picks back for some of these other players you have jonathan lakaramaki we'll see what happens with him but that's another asset you could attach to something like you you have you have a first round uh prospect you might have you might get a couple more uh if you if you make some of these trades um so so then now you're kind of looking at a point where you actually have the assets to get deals done and some of those deals could be like you have assets to attach to, um, you know, JT Miller. I know I put him as like the first step, but he doesn't have to be the first step by any means. I just think that's like one of the most important things to do. And it sort of seems to me like the you really don't want to wait too long on it because I just think it's just going to keep looking worse and worse and worse with every passing day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, by this point, you actually have assets that you can attach to Miller or OEL, maybe. Maybe, and you could maybe move off of them, or maybe you can, you know, retain salary and add a second round pick and a prospect or whatever to, to actually move off of these guys. And then by this point, you're, you're at the end of your three years, you don't maybe necessarily have a lot of like current assets. So you're thinking to yourself like, oh shit, like how do we make this team good? But we all know that every off season, there are good players that are made available for very, very little because of either cap crunch or whatever else, right? Like, uh, you know, teams picking up like a Victor Arvidsson for a, for a pick, um, picking up like wingers are the easiest guys to replace. You could find wingers in, in trades for, for not too and without having to give up too much in the way of assets, you can find them, uh, on the, on the, the market usually for not that much. And then, uh, I was looking at the, um, the free agents for three years from now, whatever, whatever fucking three, three years from now is. And, um, some of the guys on this list are definitely worth pursuing. And like, I don't expect all of them to be, uh, actually on the market, but like, 
uh, just sorting by, by cap hit here, like Austin Matthews is going to be a free agent. Stamkos will be old, but he'll be a free agent. Sebastian Ajo will be a free agent. That's a guy that I would be like really interested in going after because we know that the Canes don't sign legacy contracts, but Sebastian Ajo is actually good enough to deserve one. Um, Neilander so will be on the market. Be the guy who's good enough for them to actually like. Well, that's you. the question, right? Yeah, but some of these guys they've, will they've be only on the been market. doing that for the last like four years. Like that yeah. is, it's a new policy, and he's a cornerstone for them, so they might stick him around. Uh, Neilander, Reinhardt. Um, Canucks finally getting Ehlers or Nylander would be fantastic. Uh, Rasmus yeah. Dahlin. I mean, that's another guy that I think would get re-signed, but like he's he's on the list. You know, you know what's funny? Four, 14 is Rasmus Dahlin, and then 15 is Tyler Myers. You know how the v- Elliot, you know how the VPD, that whole report, I was trying to get this aside in earlier. You know how they're like fudging the numbers by including like all welfare, like federal welfare? They're including CPP and OAS for literally everyone in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. They should include the amount that the amount that's spent on the Canucks in that. I mean, it's right by the downtown east side. You might as well include it. Yeah. Just include that as wasted money. Just include uh, OEL's contract. OEL's contract is in the is in the yeah. report about the downtown east side. Uh, that's so that's so waste good. wasting money in here. That'd be a good like little Photoshop gag. Oh, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Maybe. We uh, do that. And then uh, another guy, by the way, just to just to cl- close this thread here, because I've gone on long enough, but another guy that uh, is also due to be up that year is Noah, Noah Hannafin, who is a right-handed shot defenseman. So there's, there will be options in free agency. There are always options. Like the Canucks need to be in the position to pick up the player to put, they need to put themselves in the position to pick up the player for cheap, which they've never been able to do. They always, mm-hmm. But they always get the guy for sticker price or worse. Yeah, we, we get them, we get them after their their uh, prove us that we are the ones who signed the reward contracts for players who didn't even do anything for us. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, we signed yeah. other teams' legacy contracts. Yeah, which I yeah. know yeah. I just said that they should do that. Well, um, for what? Like for an ex- only for a really, really, really exception. good player. <laughs> yeah, specifically yeah. exceptions to that. Um, if it's okay, if we can wind down just a couple yes. of comments on stuff around the league. Mm-hmm. While we were recording, Trevor Zegris did the Michigan goal. Oh, wow. And then the Minnesota Wild coach uh, did a coach's challenge and the goal got removed because it was offside, technically. Ah, man. <laughs> Isn't that fucking You know what? That we do have a rivalry with the Minnesota Wild now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so fucked? Yeah. Oh my god. If the goal is cool enough, look, they already yeah, they already call the fucking goalie interference and kicking motion goals uh yeah. and, and call-offs just just for no with no rationale behind them. You know, might, might as well do that with this. You know what was funny? Ball. Not to relitigate if the this, goal, but like, if the goal is nice. There was a goal. Hey, we don't we don't, we don't like relitigating the past here. Yeah, Sorry, fair enough. Like, there was a goal that the that in that hurricane that's a dig at Elliot Friedman. That, <laughs> that well, we'll talk about him in a second, I guess. Oh, uh, but oh god, but, um, right. can we just do that um, next episode? <laughs> no, no, it's, it will be quick. It's, it's fine. Okay. There's not that much just, to say. No, and yeah. all, all I was going to say is there was a goal that got kicked in, or people said got kicked in by the Canes. You're the only was, one who thought it was. Actually... No, it was really funny because you know what happened is is what? they showed the same angle on the broadcast like four times, which was oh, the okay. angle from from facing him, right? right? And right. from that angle. It just looked like he was just stopping like because your foot like 
when you're trying to stop and you're skating really fast, your foot like moves naturally, naturally against looks the like ice, a kick. right? Yeah. And yeah. it looks kind of like a kick. And then I saw yeah. it from the other angle, finally, like someone like like the Kane's hot uh, account posted it. And then I was like, okay, that kind that like it at least I could see why people think that's a kick or whatever. But like that was it was very annoying. Like <laughs> that the broadcast, like show the fucking angle that is matters. Don't just show the uh, the same angle five times. Anyways, I was mad all, about it because it made me look silly. All angles. Um, not gonna say it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. Just. Uh. In. In scandal of the fucking week, as we are are always uh, always have to do. Um, the Flyers wore Cooperalls. Yeah. That's right. Said, yeah. It's yeah. the Obama wearing the tan suit of <laughs> hockey scandals. Um. Yeah. The Flyers droned a, a Lebanese wedding. While they while they did that, John, yeah. John Tortorella sicked his dogs on some. The people. only Flyers controversy of of the last eight years <laughs> is that they wore Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> um, during Torts's year, yeah. So no, um, uh, let's just say there's a theme in the past seven years or so of uh, teams signing players named Miller when they shouldn't do that. <laughs> um. But this time it wasn't the Canucks. It was the Boston Bruins um, signing Mitchell Miller, um, a guy who looks like when you leave uh, raw chicken in dishwater and it gets like kind of cooked a little bit. And oh, you're like, God. Ugh. that's what he oh. looks like. I swear to God. Oh, it, God. You he know looks who, like you, wet. Like, it's not good. You um, know who? Uh, oh, God, what's his, what's his? I think Ryan Williams. I don't want to get the name wrong. Mm-hmm. I retweeted him. Give me two seconds because I retweeted him from the account recently. Oh, this is what my internet. Anyways, he looks like, uh, and this is very appropriate. He looks like Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, it was. He, uh, he does. You're right. It was uh, Thomas oh. Thomas Williams uh, hockey at Yahoo Sports at Sledge Williams. So if you he looks like Kyle Rittenhouse. That's so good. That's, yeah, if you've been listening to our show long enough, you know who Mitchell Miller is because we talked about him. I think definitely on the episode with Dan Murphy and probably on another episode as well. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, not to. I don't want to get into the whole uh, thing because you should know about it if you don't know about it by now, but. Uh, Mitchell Miller when he was 14, but also like for a long time, uh, was really, uh, I, I can't even, I struggle to even find the right word because people use words like bullying, um, which I really fucking hate in a situation like this because it's not, the problem is not like a 14 year old kid bullying another kid. Like I was mean to some kids in high school when I was 14 that I shouldn't have been mean to. That's not what this is. The, The Mitchell Miller would like. Uh, violently uh, and repeatedly assaulted and harassed uh, this uh, this um, classmate of his, uh, Isaiah Mayer Crothers, um, who is black and uh, has, I believe, uh, an intellectual disability of some sort, or people just mentioned that he's disabled and um, did just truly horrendous things to this kid, uh, constant barrage of racial slurs, physical violence, um, the one that I always feel bad, like bringing up because it's just so awful to have to hear about, but that really like hammers at home is, uh, making, uh, uh, feeding him a, uh, push pop that he rubbed in a urinal. And then, uh, Isaiah had to get STD tests done because of, uh, of that. That's, that's the one that really, really sticks with me as like, uh, yeah. uh, being indicative of a truly sociopathic personality. Um, 
I'm, I don't want to, I, I can't, like, I probably could not actually get through reading it, but the yeah. statement that, uh, that the Hockey Diversity Alliance uh, published by Isaiah yep. using his own words mm-hmm. is after, after everything that we've seen hockey media people talk about over the last three weeks, mm-hmm. if not the year, yeah. um, the way that they've minimized what's happened and mm-hmm. reduce it to just making it sound like bullying so that when the third person, when somebody talks about that story and tells somebody else and tells somebody else the only thing they get from it is like oh this this hockey player bullied somebody when he was 14 oh whatever that's something he can escape by on that's okay i'm sure you learned something no after reading this you are going to want to put your thumb in this motherfucker's eye for the sustained bullying he did and the clear uh attitude of still not understanding what, what he did and not giving a fuck and no still and continuing to just treat it as, as if it's uh as if he's the victim yeah like like yeah. It, a truly his his attitude has truly been like <clears throat> i don't understand why i was i was 14 like who cares like i don't understand why i why how many times do i have to say sorry and it's like, well, you didn't ever actually say sorry to the per- to the person you hurt. And you until... only did it because your fucking job was on the line. Yeah, your, exactly. Your extremely fortunate, privileged job to ever have a chance of getting. And I, I mentioned that that uh... getting drafted is like winning the lottery. You are not entitled to yeah. receiving the funds from the lottery if you got disqualified from the lottery winning on a technicality at the exactly. end. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. I should have won. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. No. Fuck yeah, you. that's the thing, right? Is people talk about like how well, how much should a person have to pay for, uh, for you know, like uh, something they did as a as a teenager or whatever? And which I mean, fuck, like you want to talk about uh, teenagers uh, in the United States paying for things for uh, years and years and years after doing it? I mean, they're not kids that look like Mitchell Miller, that's for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. The punishment for Mitchell Miller can be that he can't play NHL hockey. That's a good punishment to me. Yeah, he well, can go that play. Can be, that can be the punishment from the NHL. Yeah, exactly. Like other punishments, I think are due. Well, sure. But, yeah, absolutely. But that, but I mean, that's the punishment that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah In no. this realm of of yeah. that you have control over, like like to me, I'm just putting some sauce on this. Of course, you're right. You're and and I agree with you. But like to to me, it's like you know, um, what what is a like reasonable puni- punishment for Mitchell Miller, like. I don't know, but uh, not be having to go be uh, Jake Vertanen's teammate in the Swiss B League if he wants to make money playing <laughs> hockey seems like a decent. That that doesn't seem so fucking bad to me, you know. Okay, that seems well, like whatever. Like let him do that then. So imagine, imagine you have a great job working at some random office, right? Then you get charged for murder and it's proven that you did the murder and you're asking the judge after you've received your sentence, like, well, can I still, can I still have my job? <laughs> Are you fucking stupid? That is not the point of what you're here for. You know what I mean? That's how, yeah, I, that's exactly. how I see this is like, yes. your yeah. the question of your hockey career is so far down the list of what needs to be discussed right now. I cannot yeah. believe that that's what you would ask about. If, in, exactly in this scenario, yes. you know yeah and so yeah that's that's the that's one of those things that uh it's just burrows in, in tunnels in my head when i when i see that we're talking about him as a hockey player is like and for when gary bettman uh shows up as the good guy in your story yeah. that is a very very bad sign um, you have made me come to terms a little come to some terms of brad marchand well yeah that's yeah, how i mean fucking 
Bad this had to it be. was him and and Bergeron and, and another Bergeron. guy as well, yeah. right? I feel yeah. like there was a third at guy the, as at, well, the, like... at the very least. Uh, there was some rumors uh, that the Bruins played uh, Karma Police in the dressing room after this happened. Did you see that? No, no. Yeah, after after uh, they got after like Camille had to actually dismiss all this and yeah. kick uh, like you know no more Miller. Uh, the Bruins locker room like blasted Karma Police by Radiohead. That's funny. Which is, which is a weird, like what a weird song that you would ever play in a dressing room of a sports. Yeah, franchise. that is a weird song to play, but also a... a weird song to say "fuck you" to. But I guess it is, Karma, yeah. whatever. But yeah, also, I mean, that's the who yeah. on that team would even remember that song? I guess I'm, definitely I'm... Bergeron. He's like thirty-seven years old. Fair, fair yeah. enough. He's so fair old, enough. man. It's fucked. Fair um. Uh, but yeah, that I I was it did uh, war, kind of warm the cockles of my heart to see uh, to see some of those players just kind of just straight up like just come out and be like, yeah, this sucks. We yeah. I'm not I don't I don't like this at all. I think this is wrong. Yeah, uh, I think not, people... it doesn't happen very often for players to call out their own organization. No, you know? I so. don't think I've seen that before by like the leadership of a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely like was not that impressed when Bergeron like first said something where he said on the fence, but I mean, mm-hmm. I can say at the same time, I didn't like he that he did that. And, and I think say that, that well, he did, I don't, that he did I, like this. I, I don't expect much from an NHL player yeah. uh, in effectively responding to this, but at, at the end of all this, I am glad this happened. Um, when I, when I like within all the good news that came out of this at, at the end of, of uh, that, you know, consequences happen and we saw some decision makers make the right decision and good public pressure be, uh, be put in because of how like heinous this was. I don't know why it doesn't, it, it maintains my pessimism in how the next time this is going to happen is going to go. I feel like people are going to be like, well, this was different still. They're, they're still going to find excuses. It's not going to be like, once again, bring this back to Elliot Friedman, where he was like, after Kyle Beach, he was like, I, we learned something that day and we can never do it again. It's like, well, you fucking just went and did it again, didn't you? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Still, still fuck you to all those guys. I heard him on the radio the other day. I know I didn't hear all of it, but he kept saying, like, when asked about it, finally, after going radio silent for a few days, uh, by the way, Elliot, Fre- we're bringing up. I'm bringing up Elliot Friedman because he tweeted at the beginning of all this, or the beginning of the last couple of weeks of this, that, oh well, you know, I uh, if it was my son, referring to Miller and not Isaiah, if it was my son, I'd still want want to make sure he'd have a second chance or something along the lines of that. Hasn't deleted that tweet. It's still he's still, and he went radio silent after everything went down, um, on the weekend and. Uh, on the radio when he stopped being silent he kept saying like look but uh de- deflecting from at, from any question uh about how how the past has gone and how he has to like sorry let me rephrase that when given an opportunity to talk about how he made a mistake and how he shouldn't have jumped the gun on that he kept saying well i don't want to relitigate the past i don't want to relitigate the past and he said that like six times in this interview in yeah. a very cagey way yeah. while also saying like well i'm thinking of isaiah but it, yeah. it, just, it just didn't seem genuine the way that he like if you were really if you're really thinking about it you'd think about how this guy's name has been dragged through the mud after 
probably being so glad he never has to hear about Mitchell Miller ever again. That's a real, yeah, that hasn't that been hear about his name in there all the time. Yeah. Know? That's another thing that like does not get talked about enough is that like every time this kid signs another contract or his name is in the news or this or that happens, then like by extension, now Isaiah has to be in the news. Yeah. And he didn't ask to be in the news. No. He didn't ask for any of this. You know, he yeah. didn't ask to have to write out a fucking statement and send it to Akeem Aliu and have it blasted all over social media. Like, good yeah. for him for doing it. It's a great statement. You should read it. Yeah, you should. Um, yeah. It's really sad. It made me very sad. Um, uh, you can find it if you look for the Hockey Diversity Alliance on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, um, uh, it's it, yeah, it's just it's not fair to that that he uh is now like wrapped up in this this thing with this uh this person who probably did like the shittiest thing that's ever happened to him and now he has to be fucking reached for comment every time some team wants to uh, trip over their own dick and balls to sign a fucking like 20 year old b prospect you know like has he even been playing hockey since yeah, he's playing in um he's playing in some lower level or whatever. Speaking of sure. and and we should we'll we'll end Didn't now. The a say we can't play the A. And yeah. the NHL said he can't play the A. Yeah, I think he's playing in like the USHL or something. Yeah. Um I don't know. I'm, speaking I'm of playing that. in lower levels, <laughs> we're we're gonna end on that. We'll talk about I the got some B, thoughts on that. We'll talk about the BX stuff uh Shit. next next week. Oh, um, right. <laughs> uh, cause I do want to talk about that, but we, we just ran Evergreen. out of time. Evergreen. Evergreen. We'll always be good to talk about BX. This is a negative style episode. So we'll, maybe we'll have something more positive to talk about next week, but yeah, on the subject of playing in lower levels, I know I alluded to, uh, to it before, but, uh, Jake for playing in the Swiss B league, uh, is, I mean, he shouldn't be playing anywhere, but that's very, very, very funny. That is some like, you know, checking in on Patrick White and he's playing in Italy style shit. Um, Nicholas Jensen, I know I said this uh, elsewhere, but Nicholas Jensen, 2011 first round pick of the Mike Gillis era Canucks uh, playing in the Swiss A-League. So uh, tell me who's better at drafting now. Motherfucker. Um, very good, very good, very good. No hate mail this week. Send to oh, your... Hey, uh, yeah. Yeah, send it to yeah. Elliot Friedman. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and Mitchell Miller. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, fair or enough. No, but yeah. can go, you go also also send your love uh and admiration to Ryan Reynolds? He's trying to buy the wrong hockey team. Um <laughs> Ryan waving, waving my hands at the top from the top of my house over here. Yes. Over Ryan, here. I loved you in um Check uh, the, the Trevor Project. Um Deadpool. Uh, yeah, uh, you were you were a hero to uh, um, nerds that do weird sex stuff. Uh, from yeah, you were and Japes. Ryan Reynolds. You were so hot in the uh, check checks notes notebook. That's right. Yes, and uh, I loved the white jacket you wore in Drive. Uh, there Ooh. now, there's an idea. Uh, that's actually. a good movie. Get get <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, the two Canadian Ryans. Get Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. They, if they combine forces, they can probably buy the Vancouver Canucks and be, uh, you know, they'll uh, uh, then we'll be able to say that the owner of the Canucks was, uh, you know, uh, 
I punched that guy in the or I yeah, beat that guy to death with a hammer, you know. In that, Ryan in, Reynolds' in grandfather game. was a social credit MLA in Alberta. <laughs> really? What the f- yeah, that's fucking weird. Oh, Chester man. Reynolds. All right. Well, Chester. let me end on a note of <laughs> let me end on a note of inspiration. Uh, this was the one I've been searching for the entire time, by the way. Uh, an escalator can never break. It can only become stairs. You should never see an escalator temporarily out of order sign. Just escalator temporarily stairs. Sorry for the convenience. Good, good night, good everyone. Night. <laughs> All right. I, I promise we'll talk about BX next time.